0: Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, in this short Disruptive Entrepreneur caffeine cast, I'm going to take any questions you may have uh, that I can help you with in scaling your business, in money, in personal development, whatever I can help you with. And also wanted to announce something new that I've just launched as part of the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. Uh, And that is a new answering service, a voicemail service, if you like, a a question and answer service. So I've set up a number that you can call. uh, And if you've got any questions about property, business, personal development, you know, being an entrepreneur, anything that you think I might be able to help you with, phone the number, leave a message. uh, And then I will do my best to answer the questions and I'll answer them live on the podcast so that everyone else can get the benefit from them. So I'll give you that number in a minute, but while we're doing this, I wanted to give you the chance to ask me any questions you've got right now. So put them in the thread below and I'll answer them live. Um, yeah, you know, I, there are hundreds of people, thousands of people who'd like uh, their personal questions answered, who can't afford 10, 20, 30,000 pounds to, to have a mentor. Um, so we thought we'd give this a go now with what, over 1.6 million subscriptions now on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. Who knows how many messages we're going to get? I'm going to give you the number um, at the end of this uh, live video and podcast that you can call. Um, and I will i um, will say your name. I'll give you a bit of a public nice one. I <laughs> don't know what you'd call it for um, submitting your question and I'll do my best to answer it. And I'll either put them at the end of the episodes Or I'll do a whole episode just on all the questions. So we'll see how many we get about that. Um, So, yeah. Is there anything I can help you with or any challenges you've been having? Have you hit a glass ceiling? Um, You know, are you feeling a bit alone as an entrepreneur? Do you you know it all and you've done all the courses and read all the books, but you're not getting where you want to go? I don't know if there's anything you think I can help you with. Um, I will do my best, and if I don't know the answer, I will be very open and tell you I don't know the answer. So Lewis, you are the first question. Rob, we're buying a property in France. Good start, because I don't buy overseas property. And with some outbuildings to rent out, do you think we'll meet more challenges abroad? Family is bilingual. Uh, yeah, I think if you're in the UK, it will be much harder for you to make property work overseas. If you imagine trying to get good relationships with estate agents, letting agents, which, which work differently overseas. You know, the, the laws are different and the way properties are sold and, you know, you managing them will be hard remotely. Um, so I'm certainly not saying that remote investing doesn't work. I'm saying it takes a lot more time, a lot more effort. You know, it's not so much easier to know your local area when it comes to investing. Um, awareness and mind space as well. You know, if they see you daily, weekly then you're top of their mind. If they see you monthly or yearly, then they kind of put you to the bottom. And that being estate agents, letting agents, refurb teams, whatever whoever, whatever service providers you have. So I would say, you know, look, if you've got a property there already, then you've got a property there already. You probably want to try and find someone on the ground who knows the area really well that you can partner with. Otherwise, you're going to be going out there a lot. Uh, Mark and I, in the early years, I'm talking like 03206 did invest in overseas property and they were the hardest by a mile. It's like they took five or ten times as much effort and work and money and made a lot less, even if on paper the returns look good. But the difference between on paper gross and reality net is huge. And, of course, all of your travel, you've got to put all your travel in and all of your time in, which could, you know, if you've only got net a few hundred quid per property, well, that's gone in one trip over there. Okay, uh, Adam has said, Hi, Rob. In the money book, brackets, love it, you talk about thinking positively about bills when spending on a necessity. How do you change the negative thinking? Well, um, mm, good question. Uh, Where do we even start with this? Uh, There are many techniques. Um, I think the first thing is if you it just try and overwhelm your mind with more glass half full and positive um, information, whether that's the people you hang around with, the books you listen to, the podcasts you listen to, what you watch and listen to on TV, the dialogues and conversations you have with the people around you, um, because you tend to become the, um, the the manifested reality of, you know, your environment, if you like. Um, so one would have a lot of negative thinking because one's had a lot of negative experiences and a lot of negative people and a lot of negative media. Now, by the way, negative or rather critical thinking isn't a bad thing, so I'm not saying you should try and get rid of that because that's the survival mechanism, that's the sceptical thinking stops you making bad decisions. So it's, it's not about curing yourself of all negativity. I was, used to think I was, that was what I needed to do in my life in 2006, and that just makes you naive. It's just a question of balancing it. You want to be overall positive, enthusiastic, passionate, Um, You know, like big vision and goals and a can-do attitude, glass half full. But about specific things like analysing deals or negotiating or, you know, um, doing legals and contracts, it's good to keep that sceptical and that more sort of critical mindset. So the first thing is really the whole answer is um, what you put in your brain you know, will start to come out in your reality. So the people you hang around with, the books, the podcasts, etc. The next thing is whatever comes into your mind that's negative. Just try and play a bit of devil's advocate. You know, like you've got another little voice. Uh, imagine one on one on your shoulder being, "You can't do this. You can't do that. You know that will never happen. That will never work. Why are you? You know, such a loser." Blah blah. And then on the other side, you try and tr- you train yourself to just um, have a counter to it. So I still have a lot of voices in my head. Uh, Something goes wrong. Someone makes me feel a certain way. There's, you know, a bit of a difficult situation going on, a big problem that I didn't predict. And I still have that going on. That's a disaster. Why now? I thought we'd sorted that. Here we go again. Um, And then you, you know, you just train yourself to look at it from the other side. Uh, And and then what will happen is over time, you'll get better at that. The time in which it takes you to talk the negative voice down and talk the positive voice up will go shorter and shorter uh, and shorter. Um, So, yeah, overwhelm your mind with more positive things and that will come out in your reality. Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, Adam, nearly knocked my phone over there. All right, then. So Ant, what is the key in this world of noise to develop a new brand and get heard and press on to build a successful brand. Well, that's a good question, Ant. The first thing is you need to maintain consistency, uh, and that is the the brand that you're putting out there, you need to keep putting it out there. And people get frustrated after a month, a year, or 10 years when they don't feel like they're getting enough traction, when in reality they are. Um, Jordan Peterson's just exploded in the last couple of years. You should check out some of his work. And he was on the Joe Rogan show, which has exploded him even more. And um, Joe was like, whoa, man, you know, you've, you've got massive, you've got huge. And he said, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've just been doing my thing. Uh, now, a lot of people have too short term, uh, you know, a thought process. It's like um, there's fam- the famous saying, which I'm probably going to butcher in the words I use, but you'll get the point. People overestimate what they can achieve in a short time, but underestimate what they can achieve in a long time. Um, so consistency is really important. Better to do something once a week, every week than 10 things in a week and then nothing for a month. The next thing is you've got to be clear on what your brand is. What is your brand message? What is your brand promise? What is unique about it? What, you know? Why do people need it? Uh, so you've got a clear promise, vision, values of your brand and then consistently putting that message out uh, and then keep tweaking it and improving it, which is the third thing. How do you keep iterating it, innovating it, evolving it? so that your message just becomes more fine-tuned and, and people uh, you know, are attracted towards it more. Maybe it gets more shorter, more concise, more shareable. Um, and then the fourth thing is making sure you're leveraging all the media, all the channels. Um, so are you upping your game on LinkedIn, Facebook? Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, there's a, what is it? Is it Patreon, the uh, online membership site, Medium, Quora, Reddit, you know, there's loads. And and um, month by month, I try and up my game in more of these platforms. And each time I up my game in a platform and think, oh, I'm doing all right, I realise there's one I'm not really doing anything on. I've really upped my LinkedIn game uh, in the last few months, and that's getting really good traction. And then um, I hear Jordan Peterson talking about how he, had, how he had 840 people asking him a question on Pantheon or Pantheon, I don't know what it's called. And I'm like to my team, right, we need to get into this. And um, I'm not really, I have, I think, two courses on Udemy. I could have 20 courses on Udemy. Of course, I've just launched my second podcast, Money. Um, So it's a a combination of those four things, clear brand values and message and uniqueness. And then the consistent putting it out there and then the innovating it and refining it over time and then getting out on the multiple channels to, to, to get your message out there. Hopefully that's useful to you and all right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, by the way. Um, David, Rob, um, what happens when you hit the brick wall? How do you get through this? Well, be careful of the language you use and the labels you put on yourself. You haven't hit a brick wall. Hitting a brick wall hurts. You perceive you've hit a brick wall. That's a meaning you're putting on it. If you make, make it mean that, it's going to be hard. So you've had a bump, you've had a trip, or you've just hit a natural plateau that you need to... To work through. Um, Now, David, uh, I don't know enough about your question and situation to answer whatever this brick wall is. So I want to respect that I don't know that, um, but give you a few basic things you can do. So often what people do to try and go through their perceived brick walls is the same thing, but harder. And more. And that's often just uh, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So why don't you try something new, something different, something left field, something quirky? Why don't you ask people not in your niche what they would do to solve this problem? Because you're probably asking the same person. Why don't you start to read some different books? If you read personal developments, read the classics. If you read fiction, read nonfiction and vice versa. Uh, you know, so try and solve the problem a different way. Um, But also progress is non-linear and I think if we expect it to be linear, i.e. today I'll get 0.3% better, tomorrow I'll get 0.3% better, the day after I'll get 0.3% better, it doesn't work like that. Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, do exercise and you go to the gym. Well, if you've never done it, you know, the first session you do and you're killing for a week, you just can't move your whole body. Um, but those first sort of two or three months, if you maintain consistency, you can get a decent amount of results, whether it's fitter, faster or stronger. And then they say you hit a bit of a, a ceiling or a, a plateau where for two or three months, it seems like you're not getting anywhere. Uh, and then you seem to go up a big level. Well, it's, it's, it's non-linear. Your body takes time to adjust. And so it is with your personal development, your business development, your sales, your marketing, your strategy. Um, so often, as well as uh, me saying to you, look at a different way of doing it, look at innovating, look at getting different people to help you. Sometimes you just have to follow process, which is what is the process that's got you to where you are? Refine that process and just keep following that process and stop expecting it to be linear. I'll give you an example with property. If you if you bought five deals a year, you've done decent. You know, that's a good result. You should be happy with that if you did that every year for the next 10 years, that's 50 properties. Single lets or commercial, that's going to be a great result. Um, let's say, you know, you, you buy one property, um, a day, so you don't buy more than one property in one day, then that is 360 days where you buy no properties and five days where you buy a property in one year. And if you think about it like that, it's kind of mad. You've got 360 failed days and five good days. Well, the reality is so 360 days where you're viewing, you're making offers, you're getting offers not back, you're trying to get finance, you don't get finance through, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, after four or five months, you get a deal exchanged and then you get two maybe in a month. It's it's completely nonlinear. And you have to do those 360 days to get those five. Uh, And I think when you see it like that, more holistically, more, you know, more of a numbers game, more of an average law of averages, then you just keep following process. Uh, And you'll get to your outcome if you follow process. You know, what is the best process you can go from A to B? And you might need to refine that. Keep refining that. Uh, and to the best of your knowledge, follow the best process. And then if you need to improve it, improve it. But you follow that process. You get your emotion out the way. You know, you get your short-term thinking out the way uh, and you just keep following the process. Process equals outcome. All right, let me go. I've got some more here. So where can I put 20K so it gives me a monthly income? Uh, Darren, that's... um, that's a very generic question. You could put it in property and stocks. You could put it in watches. You could put it in Bitcoin. You could put it in an ISA. You could invest it into a business. You, you know, There's so many that you could buy product for e-commerce. There's so many places you can put that. Now, I just did a podcast recently on the things that most people don't tell you about investing and vehicles of investment. And that is actually the best place to put your money or to invest is something you're really passionate about. Like if you gave me 20K to put into property or into watches, I could definitely turn that into a lot more. I and mean, if you gave me that to put in the stocks, I'd probably make you 3 to 5% a year because I'd just put it in something safe because I'm not really that interested in it. Um, if you put, gave it to me to put in a Bitcoin, it'd be a gamble. I might make money, I might lose money. So you want to learn um, or work out what you love to learn about, what's your, what you're passionate about. Um, and then if you invest that money there, you're likely to get the best return, even if it's not necessarily deemed as the best investment class. For those that don't have much investment knowledge or experience, you probably best put in a decent amount of that into your own business. Whether that's an e-commerce business, a physical business, you know, trading trading business, a training business, um, you'll probably get your best return putting it into a business, investing it in marketing, investing it in setting up a business um, when you start, because if you don't know much about investing, you're probably not gonna get much of a return. Um, So hopefully that's useful, Darren, but you know, just find out what you love to do. Now, don't be in a rush to invest that, by the way, or to spend that, do not be in a rush. Um, you know, keep a third of it. Uh, for a rainy day, invest some of it in yourself, in investing in your education and your knowledge. What would you like to learn about? What are you are most passionate about? I'm starting to get into classic cars a lot at the moment, and, and I've been doing a lot of research before, you know, I buy my first classic, it's probably gonna be a, a Ferrari Testarossa or maybe a, Pagoda, a Mercedes Pagoda, or maybe um, a Mustang, a vintage Mustang, maybe a, an 80s bad boys Porsche. And I'm able to merge my passion, i.e. the love I have for those cars, with profession, which is investing. Um, and, and I would not do all the price research if I wasn't interested in the thing. All right. So John, good morning, Rob. Have you well. just done your deal packaging and I'm about to do rent to rent. Would you say these are the best things to do for a beginner in property? Uh, well, they work. They're not necessarily the best because the best is what works for you, your area, the amount of time you have, the amount of money you have, the amount of knowledge and experience you have. But generically, generically speaking, Um, Is it a good place to start packaging up and selling some deals if you want to get quicker income? Yes. Is it quicker and easier to sell deals on for a fee than to go through the financing and the purchasing and the managing? Yes. Is there a downside? Yes. And that is that you're trading deals rather than keeping deals. But if it's a short term sacrifice to get the income up, that's good. And also rent to rents are good if you don't have big deposits and, you know, you don't have the money to finance properties. So I would say that's a decent start, solid place to start. Okay, Callum, what property books and audio books would you recommend other than progressives? I've finished those. I don't have any that I could recommend in property um, other than our own because I've read them all, um, except some of the more new ones. And I only got little bits and bobs out of each. So I think if you've read ours and of course, I'm completely biased on this. But if you've read ours, you've got everything you need. Um, So maybe you now need to look into a different niche like personal development or business or sales or marketing uh, or that kind of thing. So ours are property investing secrets, multiple streams of property income and cash in a property crash. All right. So I'm going to give you this number, this uh, free phone, uh, this um, voicemail number where you can you can call it. You can pose any question, leave your name uh, and then I will answer your question on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. If we get enough, I might do a whole episode or we might just do um, put a couple at the end of each episode. So here is the number. It's 07340 733418. If you're abroad, it's plus four, four, seven, three, four, oh, seven, double, three, four, one, eight. Uh, you call that number. You leave me a message. I will endeavor to listen to all the messages, depending on how many we get. I, might, I can't promise to get through them all if we have loads uh, and start answering them on the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast Live. So let me say that again. It's um, 07340 733418 or plus 44 7340 733418 uh, and let's see this is a test let's see how this new service goes you know i want the disruptive entrepreneur podcast which now has subscriptions in 189 countries i think last time i looked i want it to be interactive i want you to be able to engage with me in the community and get your questions answered and you know for you to be able to progress as well as all the listening you do in the gym in the car and wherever you are in the world So thanks for tuning in to the live video and the audio podcast. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Hi, it's Rob again. Just reminding you, don't forget the 250th episode of the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast with the most disruptive guest we've ever had. Um, even Tom and Harry, my podcast team, said I have never met anyone who can speak that much more than you, Rob, after the interview. Um, Tom and I did a 20-minute live feed debrief interview after it, which has got over you know, pretty much 100 comments now. Uh, yeah, coming soon, the 250 episode of The Disruptive Entrepreneur, the longest interview we've ever done with David Icke. Make sure you listen as soon as it comes out. I'd love to know what you think. Um, I know it's going to shock some people. I know some people are absolutely going to love it. Let me know what you think and listen as soon as it comes out.